Welcome to Desert Island Geek. Each episode, we welcome one self-confessed geek to our deserted island. But there's a catch. They may bring five, and only five, of their most essential geek items they simply cannot live without. Joining me in the customs office today is Christian Payne. And according to The Next Web, he is a professional oversharer. If you read The Guardian, he's a blogger prone to random acts of journalism. Christian, a.k.a. at Documentally, specialises in creative technology and sharing stories with networked devices. He says, I travel light and work fast. Using mobile devices, I document my surroundings, capturing stories and interactions in real time. When not working in his shed, he travels the world talking, teaching and, of course, documenting. Christian, welcome to the customs office. Greetings. Uh, I do like your uniform. So we have um, five choices um, of essential geek items, website, podcast, Twitter feed, book and a gadget or device that you may take onto the island during your time, which we don't know quite how long the time will be. Um, uh, So we just have to choose your items to suit and what you think will get you by. So let's start off with a website. You are allowed Wikipedia. So what is your other website of choice? I haven't had a chance to listen back to all of the other people who have um, been stranded on this desert island because I'm kind of hoping they're going to be leaving the things that they've brought lying around or buried so that I can find them and I didn't want to do any crossovers. So I'm going to mention this hesitantly because quite a few websites, obviously, because there are a few out there, cross my mind. Um, Audio Boom being one of them. Obviously, it used to be Audio Boom. I know that you're probably going to have questions around the fact that isn't it not just a lot of podcast feeds? And I will say, no, it's kind of a... It's a community of people sharing thoughts more than it is people podcasting, I would say. So... If that is allowed, I would go with that. I do have a backup one, though. I, I think I'm going to allow that, you know. Oh, fantastic. Um, I don't... Um, we had last week on the, uh, on the on the show, the previous episode nine, um, Kevin Leach, and he wanted to include his website, but that is communications, and that's two-way communications, whereas this is just one way. Failing that, I would have gone for Wolfram Alpha, but it's hard to explain what a computational knowledge engine is. <laughs> Yeah. And so it would you just follow the like the whole website or are there certain people that you listen to on Audio Boom? There are a number of people I kind of subscribe to and uh, many of them are actually delivered to my mobile device of choice. Uh, but on the whole um for all its faults it's a very very good way of keeping in touch with the you know a lot of people I've met internationally. I know that Audio Boom will want to deliver you sponsored content where possible and things do pop up unexpectedly but on the whole I would look at my followed list and um, get these little windows into people's lives doing anything from the incredibly mundane and it's never mundane when people are narrating what it is they're doing in real time to some really deep and meaningful uh, discussions conversations uh, thoughts on the way to work or or even some people will use the the channel to throw a podcast into 
And you were, uh, at a time, quite prolific on there, really. Daily, if not one or two pieces of audio. I go through phases. I go through phases of wanting to share everything. And then I was paranoid about the network getting larger and larger and me spamming everybody, so I dialed it down a bit. Now I've kind of turned Twitter posting off so that I can share quite personal thoughts there and just not tweet it should I I not necessarily want to raise too much. It sounds weird. I don't want to raise too much attention to it. It's on the internet. Anybody can find it, but I think um, we have delusions of grandeur if we think that everybody's just waiting for the next thing that you're going to do. So it's um, I've done over, I think, 1,700 audio posts on there, which if that was a podcast, an edited podcast, I'd probably be about 420 years old now. (laughs) Absolutely. So the website audio boom is going to be quite close, I would imagine, to your podcast choice as well. Yes and no. Um, My podcast choice is actually the podcast of a dead person, so they wouldn't necessarily be using audio boom now. I'm thinking that I'm on an island, I'm told a fantasy island, so anything could happen, and the number one rule of survival, and I have been on some survival courses, um, I'm into bushcraft myself and I... I uh, did have a blog at one point before Posterous turned it off um, where I combined bushcraft and technology. And so for me, it doesn't matter on the whole of, of what kind of gadgets and technology are at your disposal. It's all about your mindset. And for me, um, having a healthy mindset would be amazing. So I've got, again, two that I wrote down without too much thinking. One of them is the Alan Watts podcast. And the reason for that is because he's just one of my favourite kind of modern time philosophers. He can be funny, he can be cruel, he can be a great storyteller. But whenever I'm listening to him, I'm educated and it's kind of food for the soul. And what's your other choice? Well, it would be um, kind of, again, educational, but of the music variety. It's a podcast. I don't know how I stumbled upon it. It must have been a recommendation somewhere aquarium drunkard by just engage and it's uh, an eclectic mix of random music what just like non-licensed non-commercial music i'm guessing he gets permission for everything a lot of it is um um stuff that's either been around for a very long time i don't know you might just be compiling it and posting it without caring too much Mm -hmm. about um, permissions on some of these things but I have found myself hunting out and buying some of these tracks and and I I don't use um, Spotify and for me music discovery is really quite quite pleasant to be delivered to my ears in a form of a podcast for me then to um uh, then go and Google for it later. I really like those nice surprises, and I can just kind of fast forward through the stuff that doesn't really d- doesn't really click with me. And so, how often is that released? Do you know what I've got? I subscribe to so many podcasts, I can't tell you. So when a new one pops up, I'm, I jump on it. Okay, so you, so you'll have enough both in the back catalogue to kind of get you through, and then sort of a regular drip feed of new stuff. Yeah, I'm missing them at the moment because I'm concentrating on other bits and bobs for the last few weeks. It's gone into um, hibernation. My app hibernates podcasts if I haven't uh, downloaded or listened to them for a week or so. Okay. I think I'm 120 podcasts behind at the moment. Oh, dear. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I've I've got no problem with either of those. You will have to make a choice, though. So uh, which one will it be out of those two? It has to be The Wisdom of Alan Watts. The Wisdom of Alan Watts is the podcast choice. So now we're going to uh, have a look at book and gadget. But first, the third item is a Twitter feed. This completely and utterly passed me by. I, I, I heard some of the early podcasts and I thought it was going to be a song. <laughs> No, well, you see, we 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 moved on because we decided that in the uh, refreshed version, that um, Podsafe music was kind of less of a thing. And gutted, I'm and absolutely so, gutted. I tell you why, because somebody mentioned on the podcast, um, um, this will be fine, providing I'm not stuck on the island for a thousand years, and I've found a thousand year long track, <laughs> right, by Jem Finer called Long Player, and I actually witnessed a thousand minutes of it being played live at the roundhouse it's a it's an algorithmic musical track currently played by five computers simultaneously around the world and i have the feed the live feed in my itunes so that i can click on it at any point and i thought if i'm stuck on an island a song that lasts a thousand years that's never ever the same doesn't repeat itself and anything can happen this is perfect but i can't have it what we will do is we were gonna we'll we'll try and uh slip a little bit of it in and uh you can hear that one and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll allow that one through, as you do have a, a, a choice that you were already pre-forming. So, yeah, we swapped Podsafe music track for a Twitter feed. Mm. Is there one Twitter feed that you would want to follow? One Twitter feed that I would love to follow. Without any preparation at all, there are about five things that immediately pop into my mind. One I know that has been mentioned before as a website, and that's Boing Boing. Mm-hmm. There is um, a couple of different quotation Twitter feeds that I don't even know if I subscribe to them, but they get retweeted so much. Sometimes it is nice to have that moment of inspiration um, kind of popping up, no matter how sometimes Athena or or greetings card that might, that might sometimes be. Sometimes it's just very serendipitously perfect right there and then. I like following people like, um, I guess, Warren Ellis and Mike Sizemore because you never know what's going to pop up. I th- I followed Mike Sizemore originally because I was effectively waiting for him to get arrested, I think. I saw him say something so violent. Um, I didn't realise his, his sense of humour at the time that I thought, you can't say that online. I better follow him and see what happens. And then we became really good friends, so... I like the spontaneity of some people's timelines where they might not necessarily be thinking too much about what it is they're going to say and it it pops up and you, and they they just drop it out there and then it might vanish a couple of seconds later or it might just say stay there um and who knows what's going to happen so the spontaneity of twitter feeds um I really like so it, it you know although he's a friend I don't if I had to pick one and he doesn't tweet much at the moment when he's work, you know when he's working because it all dries up and when he's not there's kind of a flurry of stuff he could dial down the cats a bit but it, it might have to be Mike Sizemore okay at Mike Sizemore is the Twitter handle is it at Sizemore at Sizemore okay he's going to put the pressure on him now to uh, get curating and sharing some even more amazing stuff and, and lay off the C word and you think that um, you would prefer sort of almost, it sounds quite random, 
you would prefer the the random nature of his tweets rather than say boing boing or a more sort of niche one that just talks about whatever well for me there are lots of people sharing things on the point of their discovery um when it comes to science i'll follow the scientists not the periodicals i'll follow the journalists not the newspapers so i follow sizemore because he's a writer and he's researching on so many weird and wonderful avenues one minute you are looking at a cat picture the next thing you are learning about an area of America designated just for rotting corpses so that they can study the decomposition of the human body. Okay. Sounds intriguing. I'm going to have to check that one out. Uh, so, at Sizemore is the Twitter feed choice, the surprise, uh, the surprise choice. The surprise um, dropped me in it choice. And so, uh, now back to the aforementioned program and book a printed book or it can be an ebook you are not allowed a periodical oh well as i'm on an island my immediate thought is of a book i once read on an island whilst in a hammock um and it was a deserty kind of tropical island in thailand and i was a, a a period of my life when I was searching, I spent a good few years, eight to ten years, just wandering around the world and I would spend time in monasteries and all kinds of other crazy places. Um, I don't know what I was looking for, but um, I do remember that when I read this book, I stopped looking. And it was, um, I guess, quite a revelation at the time to have this, I guess in some ways arrogant philosopher E.F. Schumacher I say arrogant because some of his opinions in there come across as this is as it is uh, so you know it does have its fault but the book is called A Guide for the Perplexed and I think many of us are perplexed I know that I was way way more perplexed than I feel like I am now but if I thought about it too much I'd probably still be just as confused and perplexed as I was back then and what this did was seem to not answer all the questions I was wondering, but say to me, why continually be looking for something outside of yourself? Why don't you just get on with it and um, and don't worry about God. It might be beyond your comprehension to understand what God is. Don't worry about all these different religions. Don't worry about this, this, this and this and just just be as present as and, and as in the moment as possible and I'd heard that countless times but but when you're there and you're reading it and you are in this incredible kind of backdrop of ocean and trees and nature and hammock and obviously imbibing wonderful drinks and delicious food um it was it had quite an impact on me so what's the title of the book again it's called a guide for the perplexed by e.f schumacher Okay. He also wrote Small is Beautiful, which many people have heard of. He was kind of an economic philosopher. My second choice, um, should that be too along the philosophy route, I, I don't know what kind of customs official you are. Uh, but... whatever, whatever gets you through. <laughs> yeah, my second choice was going to be a book, which again I read whilst travelling, and it was just such a great yarn. And I, I haven't met many people that have read it, even though it's by Herman Hess, and that was called narcissus and goldmund i'm definitely going with um yeah guide for the perplexed 
Guide for the Perplexed. Okay. And is it a big book? Not really. Um, it's one that I keep meaning to reread. I guess that's why I'd like to take it to the island. And um, I keep putting it on on my bookshelf of books to read but it keeps getting moved back because i have this kind of others jump the queue well i have a gaming thing going on in in goodreads where i have to read so many books a year and if i don't hit that target i, I feel bad but you think you'll be able to like reread it and reread it if you end up being on the island for quite a while mm. is it one of those things where you where you get something out of it each time or do you think... Because it's philosophy, I guess, yes. It's you, depending on the mind frame you read it, depending on, I guess, the filters you read it with and, and what you get out of it. And you would go with it in printed form? Yes. Okay. Because I don't know what other paraphernalia, solar chargers, super long-life batteries I'm allowed. Sure. Well, just some people seem to prefer the e-book or just because they're gadget fiends they couldn't possibly have it in the analog form well you know i've got my kindle or my ebook uh if you're not allowed branded names i've got my um my ebook and it's it's full to the brim pretty much of books but i i seem to be buying more paper books because since people have moved away from the physical object to ebooks on mass I think the publishers are taking more time over the physical object. And recently mm. I read um, a hardback copy of The Hobbit, but they'd reprinted it as the original that came out. And it was a beautiful thing, embossed cover and nice paper, the illustrations as they were back then. And it was a wonderful object. And yeah, when you're reading it, the object kind of evaporates as your envelope by the story but I, I love the fact that they're taking more care over the object and then of course you've got the trophy at the end of it as you slide it onto the shelf so as much as I like to think that oh yes I've got 400 books here ready to go and I can take them anywhere I do I reach for a book and I'm reading another paper book at the moment just because it was so much cheaper than the ebook and it's called mm. it's the code book by um, Simon Singh and um, I, I ordered one on Amazon and uh, two came through the post by accident so I don't know I'm going to give the other one away because I'm sure Amazon don't mind no I'm sure they can uh, put up with that loss <laughs> okay that's that sounds sounds great sounds very interesting I'm going to have to check it out and there will be links to all of these items in the show notes which you can get to at desertislandgeek.com slash Christian Payne and finally then your gadget or device Amateur radio. Mm, not allowed. Oh, knew I just threw it out there on the hope it would sneak through under your radar. What? No. Why is it not allowed? Uh, uh, because that allows for two-way communication. Okay, good job I made a list then. Yeah. So, um, virtual reality unit, and I'm saying virtual reality unit rather than headset because a headset is useless unless you plug it into something. But I'm not sure if a virtual virtual reality unit has been invented yet. Uh, well, that could be a bit of an issue then, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, mm, so okay. So so I've got you're more. after something that you can put on a bit like the uh, Oculus Rift or whatever it is that will just basically take you away from the situation that you find yourself. As much as I think, if I'm honest, my life will be saturated by just surviving and maintaining camp and either waiting for help 
um, or signalling for help or building a boat to escape. Um, For those moments when I want to forget my loneliness and desolation, having been isolated um, for a good few months in in the past when I was a, a pastore, which translates to shepherd in the mountains of Switzerland, six hours from the nearest person was enough for me. And I do know that you do start internalising and sometimes the books aren't enough and having a guitar to hand isn't enough and you you start talking to inanimate objects. It's just like that film, Cast Away. Mm. Mm. How did you end up being a shepherd? Um, I'm trying to think what version I can tell you of this. The legal one? I guess it is legal. Um, so I was um, suffering some uh, bad diarrhea shall we say almost dysentery in Laos French Indochina as it was called and uh, somebody recommended that um, why don't I go to one of the local opium dens which are very much like coffee houses um, not being a serious drug taker I um, I didn't know where they were and I asked the locals and because um, apparently opium um, blocks you up stops you going to the toilet and they said this you've you've tried the medication you've tried the the stuff that stops you going to the toilet. Uh, You're glad you asked now, aren't you? Mm. Um, Why don't you go to the opium den? And I did, and I spent my 10 pence, and I lay down on uh, a mattress, and um, in this very rustic, shall we say, I guess you'd call it shabby chic if it wasn't literally probably 150 years old and never been decorated kind of colonial um, house. And um, a man prepared this ball of opium in this tiny little um, weird glass bottle bit that had been modified to be a pipe once a bamboo s- straw had been put into it. And uh, the guy next to me was a Swiss-German who seemed to know a lot about these kind of establishments and spent a good few months of the year travelling Southeast Asia. And I got to talking to him asked him what he did, and he said, uh, I'm a shepherd. And I said, oh, I've always wanted to be a shepherd. And so he wrote down some coordinates, and he says, if you're serious, meet me here. It's kind of a grid reference on this day, at this time, and um, I'll teach you. And you you get you meet people like this all the time when you're travelling, you know. Well, so many opportunities come your way. So I took that piece of paper and I put it in my diary, and I didn't think anything of it until about three months after I had returned back to England. And it fell out while I was unpacking my backpack. And I thought, do I really want to settle down and get a job? Do I really want to kind of insert myself into society while at the moment I have no credit cards? I have, well, I still don't actually. I have no debts. I have no commitments. So I I, I waited. It was only, a, I think, a couple of months later that the date was coming around and I travelled. Um, train bus, cable car, walked the last six hours and he was there waiting for me. And I thought, wow, this is just too much. And uh, he spent about a day and a half teaching me the job, which was literally wake up, count the cows, (laughs) um, hang around all day, uh, you know, forage for a bit of food. He taught me a little bit about the local mushrooms, the bolitas and the different things that I could eat and um, um, how to order my food because there was a, a barrel on a cable attached to an odd VW engine which would be which would plummet a thousand feet to the valley below with my shopping list in. 
and once every two weeks I'd do this and then I'd start the engine and pull it back up and it would be filled with the most delicious cheese and wine and all the ingredients for me to make my own kind of stone bread. I used to, to make bread on a stone in the fire. And then when when the weather kind of changed, he showed me how to um, move the... As, as the seasons progressed, he showed me that I would need to move the electric fence up the valley, a battery-operated electric fence that the cows would eat their way up. And then I would move everything to the next house. There were three houses up the valley. When I got to the top house, I was so far away from the barrel that I'd have to wait. And uh, a helicopter pilot would come along with three massive parcels on the bottom. And I'd unhook the bottom one and he would go to the next isolated pastore and they would unlock theirs. And it had a mattress in because it used to rot over the winter because you were above the snow line. A mattress, a wheel of cheese, again loads of wine but never ever enough and um and all the base ingredients again and um it was probably still one of the best jobs i've ever had and probably as close i hope um that i'll ever get to being isolated on a desert island although walking around new york last week and occasionally when i'm in london i I can't think of anything better than just removing myself from from the chaos and what was it that what what tipped you over the edge as to kind of, right, I've done this job long enough? Did you just think, I you know, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I want to do more. Because I could do this for the rest of my life. It was that point of realisation and I was writing a lot and I started reading back what I was writing and I suddenly realised that um, I might become the same as some of the other people that do this kind of thing. And you might you see people living nomadic lives, and I'm. It's not for me to say because I'm not in their shoes. How incredible and amazing every moment of every day is potentially, because I haven't met that many that aren't a little bit lonely inside, and so I thought I could quite easily travel for the rest of my days. And I started recalling all of the people I met who were just perpetually travelling, internationally they had different places they could live free of charge they knew how to earn when they needed to earn eat how to get food when they needed to get food they knew how to travel on next to no money at all and i I pretty much mastered this myself i felt i still have three places i can go to where i can live for the rest of my life if i wanted to without using money but i kind of wanted a taste of what everybody else in the world seemed to be doing and uh and I'm very glad I made that choice to insert myself into a kind of, I guess, a static, even though I'm not static very much. I, I almost have a halfway house in one way. But family is incredibly important to me now. And since having children, I've, I've, I felt myself in many ways regress to being a child selectively when I want to, but learn things I don't think I could have learnt in any other way and that's the kind of annoying thing that a parent might say oh you don't know you've got children but I really can't see having started all of this I guess late in life how I could have learned some of the the very humbling things I'm I'm learning now if I if I hadn't had children. Right well that was a diversion I wasn't expecting to take but a very interesting one. (laughs) Feel free to Um, chop any of that out. 
No, no, very, very good. Because it is probably is going to be the closest to what life could be like for you on the desert island. Well, so, um, if I wasn't allowed the um, virtual reality unit to be an escape, I was going to go for either the OP1, which is a music generating kind of little sequencer, or in reality, if I was going away now, you said I was going to a desert island now, what gadget would I take? It would be a Timberwolf bushcraft knife or a Jack Law bushcraft knife or just a super, super, super well-made knife because I guess life gets so filled with just building a shelter, protecting yourself against nature, looking for food, that a decent knife, and I'm not talking about a multi-tool, I've got countless multi-tools, I've got countless sasami knives, I've got countless leathermans, I've got countless this, that and the other. The, the blades break and they're useless. The scissors spring breaks and, the, and they're next to useless. You, you haven't got any bottles, so you don't need a bottle opener. A good, sturdy, full-tang blade, which can become a spear, which can be an axe, which can be a lever, which can be your self-defense as well as your, your hunting tool. It's not going to rust. It's not going to seize if you look after it. There's no moving parts. And that, for me, just, I'd like to think, send me away with that and I'll be all right. Yeah, I was just thinking when you were saying about self-defense, the idea of you encapsulating yourself in your virtual reality system well, that would potentially put you at uh, at risk wouldn't it you've got to be on your wits i imagine all the time yeah there's not just the the creepy crawlies which are which are out to get you um continually there's the wild animals there's the just a change in the weather if you haven't strapped something down especially if you're in the mountains for example yeah a, a storm coming in can just take everything away from you your supplies so yeah mm. it's it's kind of a flippant without me even really thinking about it saying virtual reality because i like to have entertainment of course you you wouldn't need entertainment that you are surrounded by by nature and i don't think we many of us get even to understand what it is to be a part of that nature around us and here you have the perfect the perfect um, situation to kind of feel in tune with with the weather and with with the land and uh, sounds quite quite hippy dippy but i i do still enjoy that so are you going to go with your virtual reality because i have no problem with i have no, no problem no, i've put it, it on the, the conveyor island. belt and i've taken it back off it's 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 too high maintenance really if you think about it and on a practical term i'd get bored of walking around a fake lonely environment with no interaction when i've got a real in environment where i can interact with nature and the wildlife and you never know i don't know if you ever watched grizzly adams as a child um but for me his loyal friends were the animals and you have a good strong mind and there, i don't think there would ever be an issue of loneliness a good honest knife to build your house to find your food Okay, so you're going with a knife, a, a fixed knife. Yeah, um, full full tang, carbon steel, so that you can use it for lighting a fire as well. Okay, fantastic. 
I shall find one of those on Amazon and uh, stick a link to well, it. Well, check out, there's an independent knife maker who's, I better quickly put an order in before, if you do mention his name, um, Jack Law. Um, he makes just a, an absolutely beautiful, J-A-C-K-L-O-R-E. He makes a beautiful um, handmade knife of beautiful parameters, simple working handle, and uh, it's all you need. Okay, I will uh, I will stick that into the show notes at desertislandgeek.com slash Christian Payne. Do you think you're going to enjoy your time on the island? Yep. No hesitation at all. Um, yes, I do um, miss my family. I am imagining that it's an unavoidable occurrence that I'm on this desert island. But I do... You know, we live in a very ethereal nothing really exists and 90% of what we do is, is 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 not really furthering humanity on the whole so to actually be doing things that if you don't do it right someone may die puts a whole level of of importance on those individual tasks and I, I revel in those moments I, I I make things right now but a lot of those things I don't know if they're going to exist in five or ten years it only takes a solar flare allegedly if you read enough science fiction to wipe out all of the hard drives on the planet and where are my backups there's a few printed photographs from my time as a photographer where where's all my audio documentaries where's my videos it's all gone yet mm. on an island I'll, I'll i'd set to whittling i'd set to writing with uh, charcoal on homemade papyrus or i'm hoping i might be able to smuggle a couple of net notebooks in and um, I think we, yeah, I think it would be quite enriching. So all of that flashes through my head when you said, would I enjoy myself? Oh, yes. Well, Christian, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. I do hope you do enjoy your time on the island and it's everything that you uh, hoped it would be. And uh, nothing too bad happens. Let's hope not. I'm, um, I'm going to be using the Wikipedia, which everybody is allowed to take, to be gend up as possible on on what's likely to kill me or want to kill me (laughs) excellent thank you for uh, spending the time with us thank you very much this program was produced and presented by matt wade to listen to previous episodes either subscribe in itunes your podcast app of choice or head to desertislandgeek.com to get in touch with the program if you want to take part have a comment or want to suggest a geek for a future podcast Drop us a message in a bottle to customs at desertislandgeek.com. <laughs>